Welcome back, everybody, once again to the drink for an episode that we didn't have last week because we got lazy, apparently, and we are doing it this week because Sheena's here. Hello, Sheena. Howdy. Welcome to the brink. How are you? I'm good. I am well. You know, I'm going to tell you a very true story about the name of this show. It is called The Brink because we needed to come up with a name for a radio show when we first started this. So we looked in the thesaurus for Edge because we were on Edge Radio and Brink was a synonym of Edge. So I feel like it's appropriate that you're on this show right now. I am just the in-goal of the show. You are. You really are. So thank you very much for, for joining us. And this will be the final episode. Uh, yeah, Mallory wishes, clearly. <laughs> um, we're actually we're going to have another week off, but then I realised that next week we'll be in Melbourne, so it's just going to be Sam and I talking, and so I felt we needed to hear Mallory a little bit because, again, she's going to zone out. Sheena, what's Mallory doing right now? Actually, she's not on a phone, actually. No, is she? she's just playing with her nails. She's, she's actually... I- not on a phone for once. I took off the top of Sheena's carrot and I tried to do it with my thumbnail and I um, stabbed it a little bit too far so my nail's slightly coming off the nail bed and it hurts a little bit. Interesting. That's very interesting. Sheena works at Starbucks with Mallory and they enjoy their time together because... Every time I look over, she's doing something stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Like falling over. Does she fall over a lot? Well, she was like... Squatting-ish to look at oh admire God. her work, and she just she just toppled backwards. What was she? What work was she admiring? Let me show you. I don't I don't understand the work nature here of this. Um, this escalated quickly into a conversation. I made a chart today. You made a chart. What did? What was the chart about? Um, okay. Yep. I see a chart. Yes. It's a it's a sticker chart about <laughs> when our food expires. So does Mallory actually do any work? I, I do. It's elaborate. It's <laughs> honestly it's I, elaborate. I did walk in and she spent. She looked like Those deep and focused. I do appreciate that her whole thing is it's all elaborate. Of, all of the lines are straight. And, Apart from and the last box is bigger, isn't it? Yeah, on this side. <laughs> so basically, if something is elaborate, it, it's because it's it's straight. That's what you're trying to tell us. Yes. Yes. Basically. Yep. Yep. Cool story, bro. Um, <laughs> so, give me an insight into also working with Mallory. Like, besides that, she's just drawing charts and falling over or whatever it is you're trying to tell me she does. I don't think there's anything more to it. That's that's all she does. Yeah, that and um, can you do the fraps? Is she <laughs> is she good at her job? She she gets down when she needs to. She gets down when she needs to. Like, she gets down and funkies, like, you know, funky down. She slut drops. She slut drops. Just to, you know, sell a couple of extra frappuccinos, basically. Like, you know, how you doing? Yeah, yeah. Get down to your knees and frap it up, you know, whip, whip, stir, whip, whip, stir, basically like that. Have you ever slut dropped Sheena to to sell an extra bit of whipped cream on the frap? No, but I wish I had now. No? Mallory, how often does the cream come out when you slut drop? You put her on the spot, Shane. You embarrassed her. Come on. This is not cool. Um, have you ever uh, worked with a Canadian before prior to this? No, this is my first one. And and how do you experience working with Canadians after having your first one? So I have this thing where every time I've watched or read serial killer stuff, 
um, they always happen to be in Canada or Canadian. So I try to stay on her good side in case she turns out to be one of those serial killer Canadians. And do you think that she will? Because I'm, I'm also intrigued about the answer to this one. Possibly. She's been on the brink many times. <laughs> yeah, but she doesn't show up a lot. Sometimes she just sits there and goes, mm-hmm, 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 and he's on a phone, and basically. Then, and then is mildly inconvenienced. Yes. <laughs> you don't have to live with her. You don't have to marry her. You don't have to, you know, all this sort of stuff. So, yeah, the honeymoon phase is kind of, you know, just like, oh, yeah, we're married already. So, he's on a phone just <laughs> every single week. Um... We're going to go into another segment. We're going to come back, chat more. But uh, you're going to hear from Sam. Eat your carrot. Go on. Go on. Be a rabbit. Um, Just quickly, uh, this segment you're about to hear, this segment you're about to hear with Sam was recorded a week ago, so it's going to sound weird that we're talking about things happening in two weeks when it's actually happening in a week. Just felt I need to explain that. So anyway, we'll come back and do another segment in just a (laughs) second. Every single week, we are liking to bring you a favourite segment that we used to do back in the day. Days of Our Pies, a classic soap opera that you've forgotten about, but that you realise you actually loved. We're in season two still. Episode 10 is what we're up to. So let's find out what on earth is happening in Ramsey Bay in this part of our history. Previously on Days of Our Pies. Five, four, three, two, oh, one! Oh my gosh, it was you! You planted the bomb and helped that bed cover girl. What are you talking about? I couldn't agree more. But wait, what is that over there? Ah, uh, Frank, George, Jennifer, you, you're alive. Like pastry in the oven, these are the days of our pies. I'm Lisa Jones, and these are the days of our pies. After yet another dramatic yet slightly more believable season of Days of Our Pies, the shocking conclusion draws ever closer. From multiple bombings to characters named after Manchester, this season has had it all. And now the presumed dead Jennifer Cakeman Knee Pie Man has been discovered alive by current husband Frank and former husband George and must quickly relive her tale of survival if she is to join them, Usain Bolt, the Cover family, Roy and Billy to stop Prime Minister Arnold Schwarzenegger and the evil Hugh Jars in closing Ramsey Bay forever. I'm so glad I found you too. I was so lucky to be standing in that air pocket that saved my life. And I've been hunting all over town to try and find you both. Ah, Jennifer, why must you scare us like that? Why must you go away for so many episodes keeping the dramatic tension to a high? And why, oh why, must you keep us in suspense for that long to see who you really love? What he said, Jennifer. But he is right. I realize you have been through a horrible ordeal, Jennifer, and we must stop huge R's bed cover from closing Ramsey Bay forever. But you need to decide which one of us you love more. Oh, but I have. The whole explosion made my mind clear. And I can tell you now that it is you, George, who I love. I have never gotten over you. And as soon as I saw you, I just knew I had to be with you. Ah, uh, Jennifer. I'm sorry, Frank. But George is my one true love. It's okay, Jennifer. I understand. As hard as it is, I know you and George are meant to be together. Right now, we have to get to the press conference. George, Jennifer, Frank, and the seemingly forgotten Usain Bolt all rush to the press conference which has just started. 
Tuner and Sheet Cover, as well as Roy Bolasterial, are all watching on as Billy Musibar and Bed Cover sneak around the side. My fellow Australians, it is deep regret that a bunch of puny people have decided to blow up buildings here, and that those puny people didn't realize that me, Arnold, would be here to stop them. But it has come to my attention that this puny little town must be closed down to save lives. Frank, George, Jennifer, and Hussein all arrive at the press conference and prepare to stop it. Hold it right there, Mr. Prime Minister. You have to stop right now. It's that puny little policeman. Ask boy, do to him what I did to my acting career in the sixth day. Destroy him! With pleasure, sir. No. You have to listen to me, Prime Minister. Q is behind the bombings with bed cover. He has planned them, so you will close Ramsey Bay forever. Just then, bed cover jumps out with Billy. He is right! Bed, there you are. Please come with us so we can... Oh my god! Dad, would you like totally start singing for like five goddamn minutes? Hugh is like totally the brains like behind all of this. Puny girl, be quiet. Puny policeman, arrest her. Put it right there, bed cover. You are under arrest for the bombing of the hospital, the gym, the police station, and the hotel. I like totally didn't do like the hotel. We found your hoodie there, bed. We know it was you. Like the one like I'm wearing? Oh yeah, um... What? Isn't it, like, obvious? Hugh planted it, like, there so I would, like, be framed. I was, like, totally with him, like, two episodes ago when he, like, totally backstabbed me. So, like, I totally got the help out of these, like, totally cute boy Billy who, like, totally helped me get here and I, like, totally am, like, gonna go out and save the town, like, now? Why, you little conniving weasel. Hugh Jars pulls out a bag of fertilizer. Everybody, don't move! With this bag of fertilizer, I will blow up this town for good and Ramsey Bay will be no more! Just then, two gunshots are heard. They are from Hussein Bolt. Freeze it there, man. That is for blowing up my favorite nugget shop in Kingston. You're under arrest from the GBI. Uh, uh, damn. Damn you, Usain Balls. Damn you all to hell. Take him away, Usain. I'm sorry, bed, but I, I must arrest you too. That's like totally understandable. But before you do, I must like totally thank Billy for helping me. Oh my god, I love you. I like totally love you too. Like totally visit me in jail. Oh my god. Call me Billy boy. Well done, you little wee ripper. Yes, well done, Billy. George, I'm sorry that I married Frank. I love you. And I'm glad you're alive. Ah, Jennifer, I love you so much. But I need to ask Prime Minister Arnold Schwarzenegger. Will Randy Bay remain Open! Oh, why not? I quite like you puny people. There's lots of sheep here to lift, but now I have to go. But I'll be back. Prime Minister Arnold Schwarzenegger leaves, as does Usain Bolt, who takes Hugh Jars back to Kingston, Jamaica. The rest of the gang walk off and look forward to rebooting Ramsey Bay again. I'm so proud of you, Billy, me boy. Getting your first kissed. Your mother would be so proud if she was still alive today. I know, Daddy. Oh, well, I'm sure wherever she is watching, she would be smiling. All of a sudden, a voice is heard. Ma, oh, ma, Billy. I'm so proud of you, you little stud muffin. Billy and Roy turned around to see their presumed dead mother, Lisa Muffin, standing opposite them, smiling. Oh my gosh, Lisa, my one night stands from all those years back, and Billy's mother, you're alive? Yes, I am, and there is an urgent matter that we must discuss. What is the urgent matter that the presumed dead Lisa Muffin must discuss with Roy and her son Billy? How on earth did she survive being blown up last season? Why did it take her so long to reveal herself? And what the hell will happen to everybody else that I failed to mention in this last bit of dialogue? Find out next season on Days of Our Pies! Ah, ah, oh, 
yes, lots of stuff happening there and apparently I make weird noises every single week. And uh, we might have to find out just what is happening back in Ramsey Bay the next time you hear us again here on The Brink. We're going to be hearing a lot from this man in the coming weeks because he's coming into this show a lot more. I don't know where I was going with that. Anyway, Samuel McCrossan is back on the show. Sam, welcome back to The Brink. Oh, well, thanks for having me, Ben. That's very kind of you to keep um, having me back. Well, it's a pleasure that you keep saying yes. Uh, we, we sadly don't have you on as much as we'd like to, but that's life, I guess. But um, we last spoke to you walking along a bike track in Hobart to end the decade out of 2019, watched the fireworks, and then we went home. Now, fun story, actually, because I don't know if we really talk much after that. You caught a bus to go back to uh, Fifey's house to get your car. Now, you got on the bus just before us, so we got on the bus that came after you. Now, did I ever tell you what happened on that bus? Uh, maybe. Maybe. Did someone... Did it involve vomit? It did involve vomit. It involved a lot of vomit. <laughs> oh, yeah, vaguely remember. Did someone, a girl, vomited and then just sat there and yes. no one did anything? Yes, basically exactly that. So a girl vomited <laughs> and then they laughed about it and didn't do anything about it. So we had to put up, and this was like basically five minutes of getting on the bus. So, of course, you know, catching that all the way out to Claremont, it was not the nicest smell to, you know experience and yeah they didn't even decide to go and tell the bus driver so yeah it wasn't the the nicest experience but you avoided a, a vom trip essentially so good good job yuck yeah well yeah i got vomited on a train in singapore oh lovely i didn't know that how, how did yeah. that happen uh it was after the grand prix one night it was on the sunday night or maybe the saturday night after qualifying i can't remember but I was on the train and some dude, I actually felt sorry for the guy. I think he was actually genuinely sick, you know what I mean? And, um, yeah, it was just like one of those moments where he, I don't think he could control it and just went Bleh, all over the floor because like, all of a sudden I felt stuff like splashing on my legs. Ouch. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't real nice. Wow. Did, did, did he at least, like, apologise and clean it up or did he just leave it? Uh, the, the person where he who was... He was with cleaned it up, yeah. Wow, which was good. But the dude was—I think the dude was actually pretty sick. So. Coronavirus? Yeah. Do you have coronavirus then, or might that might have been the start of the coronavirus? There it you is. Never know. You found the original host, so it came from there came from Singapore. How has twenty uh, twenty been treating you so far? Oh, not too bad. Same old, same old. Yeah, you know. Just, uh, just chipping away. Plugging along. Waiting for the Grand Prix. Which is only a couple of weeks, and Wait. we're going to be obviously doing a few recordings while we're there. But, I mean, this is this is peak year for us, isn't it? This is uh, the moment you look forward to every single year, and it's it's hard to believe that this will what be our... our this will be, be our 10th one together now, wouldn't it? At least the Australian one, right? We started, what, 2011 was our first one that we met up with, I believe? Yeah, yeah. 2011. Uh, so we went... We've been together every year. We have, yeah. Correct? Yep. Yes. Um, plus the two Malaysian ones we did together. Mm-hmm. Twelve. 
will be the twelfth. But our tenth Australian yeah, together, so that's that's a nice little milestone. So you know, milestone. Yeah, we should. We will get some made up, but it's going to be my last Australian Grand Prix probably for quite some time. So you know, that's sad. Sad. Yeah. Okay, who are you going to find to replace yeah. me for twenty twenty one? Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I might have to. I might have to call on Fifey. I mean, like that. I don't know. Maybe you could go on Tinder and yes. find a man friend. Could do. He might expect but a little bit more no. out of the weekend from you, though. So. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's right. No, I think I might play it safe and see Fifey wants to go to his first Grand Prix. Right. So. No, there we go. Take Stewie. Stewie would be fun to go to a Grand Prix with. It would be interesting with Stewie. Yes. Definitely be interesting. I, I would Definitely. take him to the uh, supercar paddock to meet some of the grid girls. Well, they don't have them anymore, but, uh, you know, the... Some... No, they don't have them anymore. No, of course not. Grid children, maybe. He might enjoy them. Well, yeah, I don't know if that sounds... That doesn't sound right. No, probably actually. not. Probably. I don't think... I'll do that, but um, yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting though, because like yeah, it's always exciting. March rolls around, going along there, enjoying Melbourne. I I enjoy the little Thursday of walking around the city and just just chilling. Yeah, There's our good. little coffee spot it's that good. we go to as well. So you know, experiencing yeah. Melbourne. You are you there for uh, when do you fly back? Uh, Monday night or Monday late Arvo Monday. Right. And then back to work on Tuesday. Yeah. You do that weird thing. We actually go back to work the next day, don't you? I always go back to work the next day. Well, I've got to save leave up to go to New Zealand. Right. Because you're coming here. You're you're coming to New Zealand. Your first yeah. trip to New Zealand. How are you excited to come over here and hang out with the sheep? Oh, very excited, Ben. It's going to be really good. Can't wait, Bruce. How are you going to handle the accent? Because, like, it is a bit, like, it, it's funny. Like, I remember the very first time I came here, you kind of think, like, oh, you know, like, they just sound like us, and every now and then you hear a different word or two. But I've, I I distinctly remember going to a supermarket after having gotten off the plane and getting served by this girl who had, again, just the thickest accent, and I had a little Australian flag on the T-shirt I was wearing. She's like, oh, you're from Australia. You're brave wearing Veet here. And I'm like, the what are you talking about? You can't speak. And I still, to this day, will get people saying to me, oh, you're from Australia. You you, you say words differently. Like, me? Me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm up for it. We'll see how we go. You, see we go. You're going to get deliberately course, people you know. to say the number six for you, like 58 times? Actually, I might try that on, yeah. I might try that. On. I think that'd be good. The trick, the trick I will say is that if you go somewhere and they like give you a number or something and they say six, get them to repeat it. Just pretend you didn't hear them. So like if they're like, "Oh, that six dollars sixty things," so yeah. I'm sorry, how much was that? Six dollars like sixty, and just go along with it. Yeah, I like that. I like that idea. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to do that. And have you worked out, like, are you going to come back with some sheep or something like that? Like, do, does Hillary or Hazel, you know, need you to bring them, like, a, a legitimate sheep? Uh, don't know. Don't know. Wouldn't mind a little sheep, like, fridge magnet. Fr- you always get a fridge magnet wherever. Well, you won't. So I'll see what I can get. A- no shortage. Fridge magnet. I will, I will be yeah, able yeah. to find you easily, particularly when we're in Queenstown. Every second shop will have a... A fridge magnet. Um, two weeks away though from the Grand Prix, and I, obviously we'll do more about this when we're talking when we're there. But who are you? Who are you liking for for race victory in Melbourne in about two weeks' time? Well, it's hard to go past Hamilton, isn't it? 
He doesn't do so well in the race in Melbourne. He hasn't won in a few years in Melbourne, though, old Louis. No, well, he's only ever won it twice, hasn't he? 2008 and 2015, was it? 2015, yeah. Yeah, he's only ever won it twice. But, yeah, he seems to always get polled, but he doesn't, like, it is weird. It is unusual. You kind of feel that he's won it a lot, but... um, yeah, because what? Rosberg won in 20, 2014, 2016 was Rosberg, then it was Vettel, Vettel, and then we had Bottas last year. So um, it's kind of weird to think that if Hamilton wins, that will almost be unusual in Australia. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So I reckon I reckon him, unless, you know, unless we're reading things wrong in the testing. Mm. Well, but, yeah, I reckon safe bet. Well, I'm going to say, I'm going to say right now, just right now, two weeks out, and I could be incredibly wrong, but I'm going to say it anyway. Charles Leclerc will win the Australian Grand Prix. Really? Mm. Wow, predicting a big Ferrari turnaround. I'm predicting a Ferrari victory. Uh, I, I would be happy either way. I'd prefer probably Vettel to win, um, so we can shut a few people up and stop getting him, you know, criticism. Poor man, Seb. But uh, no, I think I think Charles Leclerc. Will come out and he will la win, and I would be impressed to say that I've seen young Charles Leclerc win a Grand Prix. Do you say Charles Leclerc or Charles Leclerc? Uh, or do you like do a mix? Depends on the day. If I'm feeling fancy, like right now, mm-hmm. I'm feeling a bit like Charles Leclerc. But if it's just a Saturday night, Charles Leclerc. How do how do New Zealanders pronounce it? Charles Leclerc. <laughs> <laughs> Probably something like oh, Charles Leclerc won the Italian Grand Prix. Uh, he did very well. Oh, Crofty, Crofty, David Croft. Crofty. Yeah, he pronounce. He always pronounces it Charles Leclerc. Charles Leclerc. But the dude himself. You know how Charles Leclerc pronounces it. How does it? he say? It? Does he say Charlie Leclerc? He pronounces it. Charles Leclerc. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. So where are we trying to be fancy and saying it's French because it's like from Monaco, so we think like, oh, it's French, it sounds fancy. But even the guy himself says Charles Leclerc. He does. The dude himself says Charles Leclerc. Wow. Wasn't that like Kubica? Like uh, some people still say Kubica? Um... Robert Kubica. <laughs> Sorry. Boom, 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 boom. Have you heard that... Um... Robert the song on YouTube by a bunch of Dutch fans called Supermax. Have you heard that song? No, I haven't. Do yourself a favour once you've finished recording this and look up Supermax by this. I think they're just Dutch fans, like mad Dutch Verstappen fans. And it's basically like Super, Super, Supermax, Supermax. It's just, yeah, it's something else. <laughs> really? Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. No, I might have a... Again. It's also like Ricardo, because I think uh, in an interview I heard from Daniel Ricardo, he said it should be pr- pronounced Riccardio or Ricciardo or something like the Italian. Oh, Ricciardo. But yeah. um, he's just said it the Australian way his whole life, even though technically it's meant to be like Ricciardo. Yeah, yeah. Oh, someone else like that I'm thinking of. Oh, I think it's, I think it's that Australian batsman. Labashain. Labashain. And how do people say think, his name? I don't think the South Africans pronounce it like that. Right. Bloody South Africans. What do they know? I think they pronounce it like Labaskagni or something. <laughs> Labaskagni. That, that like works. 
Yeah. Totally. I think we could say, do yeah. that with a lot of F1 drivers, like, you know, um, Antonio Giovinazzi, uh, perhaps, you know, um, Gross Jean, yeah. Romain Gross Jean. That works. Gross Jean? Yeah. It's like your name. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You pronounce it Waterworth. But... You pronounce it Waterwerter? Waterworth. 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 Nicholas Latifi, perhaps? Latifi. Latifi? I keep Latifi in the Java side debate. You know, it's fascinating that we're going to have two Canadians in the sport for the very first time ever and both have rich daddies. And that's basically how they got there. Well, I mean, Stroll won a championship, but Latifi. He hasn't won a championship, so... <laughs> no, 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 yeah. he hasn't. Uh, have you ever been to Waterworth Crescent? I have not. Down at... I have not. I've been to the Waterworth building. I finally got my photo taken that when I was in Hobart last time. That's the first time in my entire life that I stopped off at the Waterworth building and got a photo in front of it, so... Where's the Waterworth building? It's... Uh, Waterworth building, where's that? It's, uh, you know, where the... Um, the round... The... Uh, what's it? You know where... Uh, Fuck, what am I starting to think? Where the aquatic center is and there's that roundabout, the um the fountain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. yeah. Thank you. That's what I'm trying to think. It's basically opposite there on the corner, kind of uh it's a TAFE building in that little area there. So yeah. Right. Yeah. Well next time I'll go next time I go down to my gate, I'll stop by and take a picture of myself under the waterworks. Do it. I, I didn't know there was Waterworth one. I didn't know there was one. If yeah. I had known one there was one, I would have gone there and got one, you know? So yeah. Named after me, well, I'm I'll take a picture of him. Yeah, well, I'll take a picture of me under the Waterworth sign, and you can Photoshop your head. Yeah, I've done. Easy. Uh, people often yeah, get us mistaken. So, yes, um, easily yeah. do that. Yeah. I'm looking forward to chatting yeah. to you in person in a couple of weeks. We will have a lot of fun. And can we, I, I, every time we get you on, I ask this, and we're going to make it happen, hopefully, can we get the Sarge on in a couple of weeks? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. We found him? He lives in Melbourne. Oh, he lives in Melbourne. He lives in Melbourne. Right. Yes. Got it. Okay. Yeah. He lives in Collingwood. Oh, of course, of course he does. Why? Why? Where else would he live? Okay, fine. Done. Speak to you in a couple of weeks. Samuel, always fun. We'll chat to you then. Very good. See you then. That is the brink. And I actually, we, we had Sheena on our radio show tonight, the Better Mouth Radio Hour. I listen weekly, 9 p- 8 p.m on Radio Southland. I asked you the question on air about Invercargill. I said, what's it like growing up? Now you're on a podcast where you can say whatever you like and no one listens to it. Give me the honest truth, Invercargill. Fucking shit. <laughs> give, give us the reasons why this place is fucking shit because I, I, I have to say, Mallory and I are not really going to disagree with much what you say about now. Well, especially growing up, there wasn't. there's not a lot to do. Like, cool, we can go to Queen's Park and play in the playground and that's about it. Even as a teenager, cool, we can play on the swings. You can go to Dunedin. Um, yeah, pretty much the the most exciting part about living in Invercargill is when you get to go to Dunedin or to Queenstown. I'd say Queenstown. I don't know. Do you actually get excited to go to Dunedin? Because, I mean, Dunedin to me is not brilliant. No, I get a little stressed because, it, especially like in town, it's very like everyone's up in your business and no one gives a shit about your privacy. <laughs> what is the biggest city safe? you have been to? Tell me it's not Dunedin. Auckland. Auckland. Have you ever left New Zealand? Yes. Where Where have you been? Fiji. Besides Fiji, that doesn't count. No, that... <laughs> <laughs> Everyone no. in New Zealand has been to no, Fiji. I've only, I've only been to... No. 
I, I assume most people have. So yeah. you've never even been to Australia? No, it's I haven't. I, I want to go to Australia. It's just over there. Stop it. How I'm have you not judged. been there? I'm, I'm, you're a racist. You are racist against my country. <laughs> Mallory's talking about buying carrot. Um, I... <laughs> That the awkward big phase where you got to do two bites to get. Mm. I need to ask the this as 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 a local. Why the fuck is this city so intrigued about a crane? <laughs> because have you seen everything around here? There's nothing better to do than to go to the fucking Queen's Park. I, but like literally everyone is like, oh my god, there's a giant crane. <gasps> Let's name the crane. Let's like get the kids to win a fucking iPad. Like if you I go, thought to- the crane was named Lee. Because it says Lee on it. If you go to any city in the world, there's like 30 of them in the city building shit. I'm from Hobart, the smallest city. You think it's a cesspool of wholeness, but that's a giant city compared to here. And there's like 20 of them every. In Victoria, there's probably 20 of them in there right now. And like literally, people get on with their day jobs because it's a crane. It's building shit. It's progress. Here in Invercargill, like, oh, look, a crane. Yeah, because it's better than, oh, look, did you hear the person down the street got stabbed? <laughs> True, that's every night. It just happens. I actually don't mind Queen's Park. Queen's Park's nice. Great for stabbing. <laughs> Haven't done that yet. Maybe I'll try that out. I do appreciate, though, that when you do drive into the city, we've mentioned many times that the sign is like, Welcome to Invercargill, Queen's Park, E. Hayes, Transport World, Motorcycle Mech. That's it. E. Hayes is a store. E. Hayes is every a store. That's like Victoria. We have Walmart. <laughs> yeah, that's like going going anywhere and seeing a giant McDonald's sign, being like, "There's McDonald's here." Well, you you have two of them, so progress, right? Are they twenty four hours? I don't think they are. Are they? Uh, the the South City one drive throughs twenty four hours, so you don't get stabbed by going inside there. Yeah, pretty much. And then I'm pretty sure the one in town, which was the first one we had, that one was open for a while. Um, I'm pretty sure uh, everyone who's clubbing. <laughs> and our select few. We went to a club in Invercargill. Loving. That was an experience. All both twelve people. Both people who showed up that night were having a good time. Um, was later told they were more than likely gang members. So um, it was awful. It was great. I made a friend with a guy who the German guy. And then there was I the his name though. and then there was the the English guy and the Irish chick who hooked yeah. up. Yeah, they were like making out and shit. So I liked the German guy. Yeah, he was super tall. He was, yeah, he was, and there was that the the dude in the all blacks top that I was hanging out with. Um, the black guy. I was going to say that, but you know, I didn't want to judge him because I wasn't sure if he was the only one in an all blacks top. That's yes. not the first thing that jumps out at me. Sheena, that sounded really clubbing. You you do it much? No, because uh, it's shit. Yeah. Can you see my stripper heels? <laughs> She's showing off stripper heels. She's very. I you are recording, like Mallory, right now. You do you do know that, right? That's not what I said. I said anytime Ben and I go anywhere, like I said, the microphone to the mouth would had, just. Yep. We, when we had our our work barbecue, I said, "Oh, I could wear my stripper heels tonight," and then I didn't. And then we had a dinner the other night, and I said, "I could wear my stripper heels tonight," and I didn't. They just sit there. Just just quickly, you, you told me earlier tonight that you had only ever been on the radio as a nine year old. You experienced live radio tonight. You experienced me singing. Sorry about that. Um, and now you're experiencing this. Um, I hope this isn't your, like, you know, only experience with radio and how it should be done and podcasting. How it should be done. Usually my podcasts are quite professional, but then we get Mallory on and we just sit here and talk about everything. 
It's. I mean, it's pretty chill. You can talk about whatever you want. Do you have an opinion right now? You have a controversial opinion that you want to share with the world? No one listens to this show. You could be racist. You can be sexist. You could hate all the gays. I mean, you you do you love like. <laughs> so don't hate the gays. I I I, I like the gays. I'm 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 a little bit of the gay. You're a little bit of the gay. A little bit of the gay, so I don't hate the gays. You don't hate the gay. You're down with the gay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually like seriously. I I've, you know, if I could be, something that I'm not, I would be gay. I would be a metal detector. <laughs> no, you'd be a train. You would be a train. We I'm, went over this tonight. I'm sorry to disappoint. I'm sorry that they're eating a carrot. Changed. I think. I think. I. 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 I would be gay. Just because I think I then I could get away with my music taste more. I could be a little bit more flamboyant than I am, and I would get laid a lot. So, not that I don't already, because I go to sleep at night and I lay down. Is what I'm trying to say. I don't know where I'm going with it. But you know what I'm trying to say, right? Much better than a metal detector. All I'm hearing is that you're just happy you get action. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason why I'm in a relationship. Ouch. <laughs> um, but, like, I mean, compare that to being a metal detector, right? Um, you could be flamboyant enough. I mean, things are attracted to you. So, you know, they stick. That would be nice. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, you beep a lot, which you can get away with because you're a metal detector. I mean, I beep a lot as it is. True. But you stop terrorists because without a metal detector, terrorists would get through and then they would blow shit up. So metal detectors. And I don't, I don't know if the gays stop terrorists. I mean, they might. I don't might. know if that's my metal detecting or my racism. Well, look, either way. You were just a human metal detector. You just stand at an airport go, you've clearly got a bomb, mate. Like, go on, bugger off. Yeah, I tried that on my stepdad. He's still here. Yep. <laughs> Do we need to contact Jacinda and maybe just, you know, report? No, because she's all homies with the Muslims. and <laughs> She's all homies with the Muslims. Ah, oh, bloody Jacinda. Are and you not a Jacinda fan? I don't really have an opinion. You don't have an opinion? Because you don't have to vote in this country, do you? You don't have to. Have I, you voted? I voted. I voted for her, I believe. Cool. But you're not down with the now because she's down with the... Yeah. Yeah. Some Muslims are nice and then there's my stepdad. Yeah. <laughs> who stalked me, by the way. He stalked you? Yes. Like, I went and hung out with a friend and he had all his his friends looking for me and then he came and... Confronted my friend and my friend got scared and went home. Right. Cool. That's cool. I I had an experience once. My friend was from Syria and I went to his house and he's like, oh, I'm just going to go get changed, take a seat. It's in the lounge room and his dad and his like, uncle were sitting there and he's like, oh, hello, hello. And they proceeded to sit there for about five minutes speaking Arabic the whole time staring at me. So that was a fun experience. I've, I've loved to be judged in that way. I really wish that that was one of those moments where you do wish you actually spoke the language and they didn't know. They were probably wishing that you were gay. Possibly, and it hasn't worked yet. Mallory, would you mind if I was gay? Um, yeah, a little. <laughs> I wouldn't mind if you were gay. Well, I mean, like, 75% gay would be fine, as long as it was still that bit for me. But, I mean, I'm bas- you. she wrote in my very first Valentine's Day card that she loves me because I'm a little bit gay. I did write that in his Valentine's Day card. I'm pretty sure it's sitting on yeah. the table right now, actually. Because life is... Well, I don't know where I was. I just, the cat distracted me. He was scratching the pole. Um, you love our cat, by the way. Yes. Is that yes. the only reason why you come over here? Mm, I can't answer that. If Mallory was on one side of a cliff and Stiggy was on the other 
and the Green Goblin was holding both, saying you can only save one Spider-Man, which one would you save? I would have thrown Mallory off the cliff. Yeah, me too. I have to say. Stiggy's younger. Mallory's lived a fuller life. <laughs> Come on, Mallory. You'd be doing the same thing to me, wouldn't you? Probably. Yeah, I exactly. Yeah. You know, we're, we're spending a lot of money to put him in a box to the other side of the world, you know. Yeah. You, but they, I just, I just want to paint the picture here that both these girls right now are sitting on the couch looking so bored. <laughs> they are just looking at me as if to say, like, what the fuck are we doing here? I have. This is my resting face. This is your resting Karen face. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. I've got to match the haircut. Tell me another story. I want to I learn more about Sheena Edge. Tell me, tell me about you. Tell me who, who is Sheena Edge. Who are you? I suddenly don't know who I am. Who who is Michael? Tell us about Michael. <laughs> oh, she's getting smitten. Oh, she's getting all bashful. Do Can we talk about him? Yeah. Um. You know, like the typical, like su- super sweet guys in like some like movies. Yeah, I know myself. You... Yep. <laughs> the type where like you're like surely they don't exist. Like surely. So like Hugh Jackman. He's super sweet and nice. Good looking, I, likes birds. <laughs> yeah, well. I mean, have you ever seen Hugh Jackman in a movie go, I don't like birds? Well, you have a point. <laughs> so, so there you go. I assume he likes birds. <laughs> Otherwise, he would say, I don't like birds. Hugh Jackman, bird lover. There you go. Yeah, I feel like my life is just like a romance movie. Right. But then, like, when interacting with him in person, it's more like rom com. Because we're both awkward humans. That sounds like love. Yeah, I don't know how to shut up, so I just keep talking at him. Right, at him. <laughs> yeah, Not with him. <laughs> Michael, do my laundry. Michael, eat this carrot. No. Michael, watch you, Jackman with me say he doesn't like birds. Because no, Michael likes birds. Questions. Does I Michael talk- like birds? Michael likes birds. So what does he do? What does Michael do for a living? Well, currently he works at Burger King. <laughs> I thought you were about to say Burger King. <laughs> but, but, but he likes birds because I think the one picture I've seen of him, he's so holding a bird. He's a bio major. He finished studying, I think it was last year. And he works at Burger King. There you go, kids. Go do your <laughs> bio major. You get a job at Burger King. A job at Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. no. I, he got a job at the Bug Zoo and then he got a um, computer engineer degree and now he has a real job. At Burger King. <laughs> yeah, no, he wants to find a job in his field, but he was also being like lazy about getting his license, much like I have. Okay. And so he knows for a fact that like he easily could. He's really smart. Is that why he likes to walk? I don't, I don't know. Because he has no other choice. Only smart people walk, clearly. No, 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 uh, well, <laughs> well, he said he'd rather walk than bike, whereas I'd rather bike. Like, I rather, I said to him that I'd rather bike for 40 minutes than to walk for 40 minutes. The only bonus is that I get further. I'd, I'd rather drive and kill all the trees. Just fuck the planet. I'm going to be dead before it's destroyed. So, I don't really mean that. I was just being a dick. Thanks, everybody, for really, like, they're literally staring at me going, oh, my God, Ben, you can't, it's 2020. Like, <laughs> climate change, Greta Thunberg. Are you down with Greta? You're young. You'd you be of the I Greta only know train. The memes. The memes. How dare you? How dare you? I just. I don't know. Like again, you're young. You're a millennial. I thought everyone, all the kids, are down with Greta. 
you know? She's time person of the know, year. She's got like a really tiny book that's <laughs> on clearance everywhere. I thought you were to say she's got a really tiny face because she does. Her face is weird. It's like scrunched off it is. in the middle. It's like yeah. it's been left out in the sun too long and somebody's or, pinched it. Or it's like someone like tried to Photoshop her and just took all her features and then just squished them in the middle. But didn't resize our head. I also just want to point out that Sheena's learned a lot about radio tonight because she's literally speaking into a carrot more than she is in the microphone <laughs> right now. I've got the headphones on. It's sounding pretty shit, but the listeners at home, they're, they're really into the Greta talk. And here she is talking into a carrot. <laughs> I know they're both of a similar shape, but please don't take a bite out of the microphone. Wait a minute. This tastes different. Slightly metallic. And I'm getting electrocuted. What is this magical thing? Um, what else are the kids into these days? Are you offended by everything? I'm, I'm not offended by anything. I never interview like 12-year-olds anymore. The last time we had one of them in our house, she said I wasn't cool enough for her and she ditched me from her life. So, you know. Oh, that's that's harsh. Yeah. When it, so when we're not invited to your birthday because I can't hang out with your friends. <laughs> Wait, how old is Michael? Michael is 23. Uh, see, see, he's younger than you, Mallory. So, yeah. When's his birthday? Um. Wow, <laughs> love. Look at this. You, you, it's, probably, it's probably today. It's, he's, he's probably sitting there crying, going, the love of my life doesn't know when my birthday is. What, what's going on? Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow, this is, this is great radio, isn't it? Um, that's what she said. How do you not know his birthday? Well, he doesn't know my. Oh, he doesn't know my birthday. Well, your birthday is June the twenty twenty third. Come on, hurry up. Twenty third of June. Yeah. All right. Generally, if somebody tells me their birthday, I'll remember it. Usually. See, I don't. When's my birthday? <laughs> this month. What date? You've only got like 27 to choose from now at the time we're recording this. Five days after when's Mallory? <laughs> <laughs> ah, when's Mallory? Extra pressure there. Um, I'm going to cry. Mine's the 18th, hers is the 13th. So there you go. What have you got me for my birthday? Appreciation. I've already got that. I've already got plenty of that. I'm just trying to. What else can oh, we ask, not Mallory? Refundable. What were your other two questions you didn't ask on the radio tonight? Oh, fuck you. Come on, like. What you. is your favorite vegetable, cucumber? Why did I even ask you? Whoa, that? you knew that straight away. It's why do you she like? She feeds me the why, meat. Why do you like cucumbers, Sheena? Because they're shaped like a doodle. <laughs> <laughs> have you? Have you? <laughs> the cat is going crazy right now. Do you just go to the supermarket on a lonely night and get yourself a cucumber and just have a put on some. Barry White or Harry Styles, whatever the Gina kids. Gina on my Tinder. Um, Remember, oh she was talking God. about cucumbers. That's right. And about how cucumbers. to go for a big one because by the time you peel them, they're a lot smaller. I was disturbed that night because, like, what happened the other week was um, Sheena was on Tinder and I hadn't been on Tinder in a long time, so I was just having fun. I was basically replying to these people. Um, and I'm going to pause this right now because we have somebody at the door. So hold that thought. We're going to end this segment and come back. Uh, back to close it off. Sorry about that uh, last little thing. We had people at the door. We never have visitors. Sheena, you're bringing all the boys to the yard. You have milkshakes out, do you? Apparently so. Yeah. Do you know that song? Please tell me you know that song. You're not that um, young. <laughs> um, 
year. What year were you born? 98. So you would have been about six when that song came out. Wow. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. And they're like... October 8th. October 8th. Tooth. Tooth. October tooth. Everyone, that iconic day in history. So that makes him, he's a Libra. He's a Libra. I know that because my parents are both Libra and that's two days before my mum's birthday. So, Yeah. Is he? Well, if he's 23, isn't he turning 24 this year, the same age as you? Oh, he turns 23 on October the 2nd. He turns 24 on October the 2nd. So he's only like five months younger than you, seven months younger than you. That's not that much. He's born the same year as you. He messaged me. Wow. Jeez. You're in trouble now, Sheena. I'm in. Why isn't he my friend? Because I friended him. Tell him to add me. Hello. Just want (laughs) to say I really appreciate you letting me stay at your house. Aww. Aww. Oh, he's so sweet. Write back to him and say, well, you're not now because you're too nice. Fuck off. Uh, <laughs> man up. He's so <laughs> sweet. Um, we are going to. Can't wait to meet you. Is that too forward? No. Yes. Um, we are going to. Um, are you going to freak him out? Smiley face? What? Smiley face going to freak him out? No. Um, this is just live commentary now of a, a Facebook <laughs> yeah. conversation. I'm oh, intrigued. Oh he's gosh. pretty much. Um, the thing he liked most about me was how Careful. bubbly, <laughs> bubbly I am, and how like forward and your milkshakes. <laughs> he has seen those. Oh well, who hasn't? <laughs> you? How do you know? I I'm a stalker. <laughs> I have her on Snapchat, Mallory. What do you think we do every like when you've gone to bed? I never do. Oh, I do sometimes, but you're not home. My father. It was a good time. It's a pretty one. Again, microphones don't magically get sound. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to see my bra as well? (laughs) (laughs) What is happening on this call? We are recording, people. Okay. Okay. To to, to establish what is happening right now. (laughs) Why do we even bother recording? Um... (laughs) Okay, go, go, Sheena, talk to me. We were talking about the barbecue. You were explaining my being on my Tinder, and then someone was at the door. Yes, that was Tiago. He's a friend of ours. Um, we were playing on your Tinder, and basically uh, I was having fun messaging. What is she doing? Um, <laughs> this is what it is like every week with this woman. Like, just, just. Just she's like a cat with a shiny toy. It's just look, look, dingle, dangle. At least you know how to keep her interested. Well, I think I, I thought I did, but clearly I'm not that shiny anymore. <laughs> you know, remember before I said I get laid all the time. You know, <laughs> um, I'm trying to tell a story about Tinder and finding people, and basically I was trolling people and. Sheena's Tinder and messaging them and the best bit was I basically enticed a guy to send a dick pic and then we all took a selfie and like, said how small it was. It was hilarious. And Georgia thought it... Well, we all we, went like this, like with our fingers, like, you know, a little like, pinch. Um, you were front and centre in that photo, by the way. So he, he's probably like, oh, she thinks I'm all right then. I remember good old Woody. I was like a, like a mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> I seriously think that was the first penis she's ever seen. 
Like the first, like it wasn't even a hesitation. It wasn't just like, oh, what does that look? She's like, oh, it looks like a mushroom. She's probably used to seeing like something that looks like a thumb. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, probably. Yep, definitely. How's your carrot, by the way? It's getting to the point where it's it's even harder to eat, but it pairs nicely with um, chocolate. Mm, Okay, cool. Chocolate carrot. There's a new industry you could start. Pretty much. Tap into the uncharted waters. Um, how how have you found your experience tonight podcasting and what is she showing now? Mallory is just very distracted constantly. I think in the we've known each other for two and a half years. We've done several episodes and I think maybe three times she's done well. So, um, you know. Yeah, it's about the same at work. Do you want to be my new co-host, Sheena? Would you like yeah, to yeah, we'll join take, me? I'll take over. I'll um, give you a topic to talk about each week and, you know. Oh, I can shut you on for days. Talk talk to me about coronavirus. Go. Coronavirus. Yes. Really has people shitting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were very confident about the punchline of that joke. Which <laughs> you, had, you had that real, like, cocky look on your face. Ah, coronavirus. It's really got people shitting like, ah. Oh, I'm going to sell him on this one. And then yeah, there was pretty much. Awkward pause and it was like... Okay. I'm a spokesperson for coronavirus. Really? You're, yeah. you're pro-coronavirus? Yes. You're pro-coronavirus. Pro, pro, corona, pro <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> See, there's another thing too. Back on my point early on. Do you think Hugh Jackman is pro-coronavirus? I've never heard him say he isn't. Bit of a conspiracy theory. I think I could probably make a hour-long podcast on this. <laughs> Welcome to Sheena Says. This week, we discuss Hugh Jackman. Is he pro-coronavirus? Yeah. The evidence speaks volumes. Yeah, it might take me a week to just really comb through the information. <laughs> and then, like, I can shit yarn about anything for, like, any amount of time. All right, talk to me about the wood of this table. Go. Oh, actually, I, I'm quite You like some wood? Yeah. <laughs> well, I've made... Hardwood? <laughs> I prefer softwood. Uh, see, software's not as sturdy. Well, it can be. Depends how you use it. No, it's at the end of the day, it's still softwood. It depends on the purpose. But I can tell you that I have experience making a coffee table. Oh. I made a coffee table. I prefer a dark wood. Right, um, you like it dark. Darker the better. When it comes to a coffee table. Right. Oh, when it, right. I was about to say, once you go black, you never go back. Yes, you do. You go back. You go back fast. It depends. <laughs> Never. Um, anyway, back to the wood. Um, yeah, I prefer dark wood because I always feel like your brain... Um, just a, just a, Sorry to interruption again. The microphone goes to the mouth. Thank you. <laughs> I thought I told you. You're like over here. You're like, oh, I see the wood and it's coming over here. So it's just... You, you'll get it eventually. I care about the carrot more. Sound is recorded in the black thing in your hands. So. Your dick? (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Mallory. (laughs) What are you handing her over there? The hardwood of the. the, I was about to say the dick. (laughs) Dick? Have you seen that ad? The the New Zealand dick sealer? Have. My neighbor's wife is she just loves coming over and playing on my dick. Um, so yes, the the table in front of you, you've had experience making wood de- uh, decks. Fucking hell, <laughs> tables. Whose mine's in the gutter now? Mine is always in the gutter. 
I, my mind hasn't left the gutter since 2002. Well, you might want to pick it up. Nah. You might, it might ca- catch coronavirus down there. Yeah, and we're all going to get it. We're all going to die. Natural selection. You know, you know, it's actually a true story. So the lady who works in my office, bless her cotton little socks. <laughs> she, um, we're talking today and she's like, oh, so my kids are scared that we're going to get coronavirus. And I said, well, at least if we all get coronavirus, you're all going to meet Jesus. <laughs> and I'm like, way to sell that to the kids there. You know, like, wow. My best friend's little sister has actually in the past got it up crying in the middle of the night because she had a nightmare about Donald Trump. Wow. She's 10. Wow. Jeez. Yeah, she's scared. Of Donald Trump. Yeah. See, of all the things to be scared of, like, Donald Trump's not scary. He's, he's just, just an a idiot. Little, yeah, he's just a little hairy orange. Is he little, though? He's kind of big, you know? Well, we don't know where else could be little. Oh, well, that's little. There's no oh. question in everyone's mind that he's got a little dick. Like, come on. Like, that man has a small penis. I'm sorry. Like, a man of that stature and that knobbiness does not have a big dick. If he does, then fuck him. Like, don't. Well, don't. But, like, <laughs> but like, no, he does not deserve to have a big penis. Barack yeah. Obama has a big penis. You know this? Absolutely. Dick Pick Tuesday, that's all it is. Hello, Brack. What's up? How you going? Why are we talking about presidents of the United States' penises? I think you may have, like... Coronavirus. <laughs> I was going to say, a, a gay s- crush. Well, we said earlier in the show that it would be good to be gay. So, um, yeah. All right. Well, I think we should wrap the show up. Uh, Mallory, how you doing over there? Please talk. I'm pretty good. What? <laughs> I don't know what's so funny all of a sudden. <laughs> she was afraid to lose her carrot. <laughs> She thought I was taking I away her lo- carrot, but I was actually taking away the mic. We've lost a few more things on this episode besides carrots. Um, it's been a lot of fun having Sheena on this show. I think I've had more fun with her on the brink tonight than on Ben and Mount Variety Hour. I'd give her an 8 okay. out of 10 on the brink and about a 4 out of 10 on the... Oh, you only because she rated me a minus 10 on my singing. <laughs> Fuck you. It's not about how good the singing is. It's about how on Did you hear my verses? You I rhymed like cheese with... Knees. Did you? That's quality rhyming. Okay? Like I rhymed bleach with reach. <laughs> but you don't listen to your bloody Harry Styles and your whatever you kids. Why am I saying you kids? You're only <laughs> like 11 know. years younger than me. Only. Like that's not old. I'm not old. Am I old? Why am I old? I don't need... Listen next week. We'll have Sam on. We'll talk about more civilized things like Formula One cars and stuff. Um, like us on Facebook, please. Follow us <laughs> on Twitter. We don't have Instagram, but my other shows do, and they're better because I don't. Because I'm not on them. It's well, you fine. Are. You can say it. You're on the Oz Network sometimes. Sometimes yeah. those ones are pretty good. Generally, I'm. Well, it depends on the night. Every week. I give her an out. Every week I say you don't have to do this anymore, but I like doing them. I want to keep doing them. <laughs> and then we do it. <laughs> it. Sounds like sex. It really does. Every week. <laughs> and then we do it. it, it it's <laughs> <sighs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> Sheena, thank you very much for joining us. Now... 
You're welcome. We have a sign-off on this show, which I want you to partake in. I'm going to tell you what we say, and then you're going to say it, and then the show will end. Change it to carrots, though. No. She's eating a carrot. It, well, the carrot's the same colour as what we're going to say. The saying is, keep sucking those oranges, Hobart, and good night. Can you repeat that phrase for me, and then we will close the show out. Coat. Keep sucking those oranges. Hobart. Hobart. And. And. Good. Good. Night. Night.